Previously on Sammy Magic. Now, while much of the excitement for a new teacher at the school was lauded upon Gandalf, there was also another teacher at the school. However, interestingly enough, this teacher was never announced. It was almost as if he was always there, but never brought up. He was a small, blue, dwarven creature who merely went by the name The Professor. He was a short, stout creature, always stuck behind his desk, which featured two massive red curtains on both sides of it, decorated in an old adventurer's outfit with a lovable small tan hat on. The professor walked up and introduced himself to the class. Professor, what is the chamber? I would take a guess and say that it's probably one of the most important chapters in the heavy, heavy book we call Wizard History, so I think that it's something we need to learn. The professor looked down at his small, blue, fuzzy hands before looking up with a smile. Do you really want to know? Welcome one and all to Wizard History. Today we'll be taking an ever-winding look into yet another chapter in that heavy, heavy book that we call history, while our guests ruthlessly vie for the title of Wizard Master. I, as always, am your beloved host, The Professor. Thank you. J.V. Hampton Van Zandt, are you ready? I'm never ready for anything. But I guess I'm ready today. It's very motivational. It's motivational. Special guest Megan Danger of Fun Fiction, are you ready? I'm always ready for everything all the time. All right, then. Let's crack in. I'm going to crush you, JV. I... (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure he will. It's not like the point system is rigged or anything. It's fine. My made-up wizard knowledge. (laughs) Some trash talk to start things off. Very interesting. So today, we are going to be discussing the history of a school destined for turmoil and chaos, but also magic. Now, do either of you have any experience with the world of witchcraft and wizard, uh, witchcraft and magic stuff? I did once curse my teacher. Oh, okay. I thought, like, I was gonna say, like, have you seen a movie or something, but... No, I cursed my teacher to, well... You know what? I that charge is pending. I oh, can't okay. discuss that at this current moment in time. Uh, Megan, <laughs> anything that could top that? Um, I'm I'm scared now. Uh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have been talking trash. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately for JV, back in the 1400s, things were not as easy for those born with magical abilities. Many either were forced to live in hiding or were quickly executed by the church. Though to be fair, many things got you executed by the church at the time. It's a common thread throughout history that people fear what they don't understand, and when a five-year-old begins summoning lions that breathe fire in the middle of the town square, it's easy to fear and not understand it. However, one day, a group of five wizards were tired of being forced to live in hiding and decided to make a stand at the local tavern. They decided to show the side of wizardry that truly felt magical, They rose up beautiful roses in the garden outside, put on fantastical acts of illusory magic that dazzled everyone, and summoned puppies for all of the bar patrons to play with. Mm. And see, that's where they went wrong. That's where they went wrong. You wind up in prison because you did a nice thing for several nice people and may have accidentally toppled capitalism in the process. That was a lot. 
In this case, actually, uh, what happened was one of the wizards set a curtain on fire, <laughs> and he very quickly got ran through with a rapier, so... Oh, that's different, yes. That, I, that's... I thought the trick with magic was you gotta kill one Hugh Jackman a night. Yeah, 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 that's the prestige, I've been told, is what that is. Yeah. I've been doing this wrong the whole well, time. Well, uh, after seeing their best wizard friend get run through with a sword, the remaining four wizards were run out of the tavern and out of the town entirely. During their journeys, they discovered an old dilapidated castle that sat at the edge of a cliffside and decided to make that place a protected home for all young wizards across the country, a place where they could train their abilities and control them so that they could pass through society undetected. They decided to name this castle Wizard Harvard. Oh! And a question has arrived. Here comes your first chance at earning a history point. <gasps> what were the f- names of the four founders of Wizard Harvard? And yes, this is open-ended. Oh, Uh-oh. of course it's open-ended. Um, I, I'm I'm writing my answer down here, writing it down. Um, I'm seeing it. You have a pen in your hand. Literally. I do. I do indeed. I I am writing I am writing writing this down. Y- yep. Just just scribbling away with my quill. Mm. Nobody uses quills anymore. My god. My, my, Bougie. My my wizard my wizarding <laughs> quills. <laughs> Shut up. Alright. Alright, are we locked in? Ye- Why not? <laughs> All right, uh, JV. Kimberly Badger uh, was one of them. That was uh, Diana Maria, honestly the most boring of the three. Well, there there is four, so if you've left one of them out, then we've got some (laughs) real problems. Oh, I did, didn't I? I'm sorry, I meant the the most boring of the four. Um, Shakira and... so we've got... Snakeman. Snakeman. So we have Snakeman, of course, uh, similar to Barry Snakeman. Uh, musical artist Shakira, Marie Antoinette, or whatever you said, and then uh, a woman named Badger, I believe. Megan, can you top that? All right. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I got this. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, uh, what was uh, Alonzo Mourning, and oh god, now I'm blanking on what was his name with the with the hair. Dennis Rod- Dennis is- De- Dennis Rodman. Okay, because I was afraid you were just listing off all the basketball players that got their powers stolen from the Monstars in Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because then I would have also said Charles Barkley, but that would have been incorrect. Yes. Uh, well, points to neither of you. The four founders of Wizard Harvard are, of course, uh, Albert Lionheart, OG Badman, Camilla Muskrat, and of course Paul Hollywood. These four were of course Camilla the- Muskrat. That was the one. That was the one that I was trying to remember and failed at. Okay, so I was close. You were very close. You were very close. Those four actually became the founders of Wizard Harvard, but not all was sugar plums and wand yanking in the beginning. Each of the teachers seemed to want the school to have a different type of student in their classes. Lionheart was searching for a brave, powerful student that was willing to fight no matter how costly. Camilla Muskrat wanted only the most intelligent students that would suck up her teachings like a water to sponge. Paul Hollywood kind of just wanted some chill-ass dudes who were down to clown. And, of course, OG Badman wanted the best 
of the best. He wanted students that had proven track records, whose families were home to the best wizarding pedigrees. He wanted Wizard Harvard to put out the greatest possible students they could. This argument between these four lasted for days, but eventually ended when they decided that each of them would have a different group or house of students. Albert Lionheart, of course, founded the Lionhearts, named after himself. Camilla Muskrat founded the Big Nerds. Paul Hollywood with the Soft Squad. And, of course, OG Batman founding the Rude Boys. These four houses allowed each student to have a diversified schedule of study that helped them learn exactly how they needed to learn. It also resulted in Wizard Harvard having one of the most diverse student bodies in all of the UK, as well as the most diverse subject matter in our courses. Oh, and another question has arisen. Which of these classes were actually taught at the beginning of Wizard Harvard's existence? A. Swamp Divination B. How to Train Your Dragon or C. Fast and Furious Presents Cobbs and Shops I am right I am writing down my answer I am in fact Megan going to crush you on this one I I'm just telling you right now Oh oh yeah Oh more trash talk emerging between the two contestants Yes All right All right Our answers are locked in JV what have you chosen D, all of the above. These were all classes that very same first year of... Okay, uh, Megan, your answer. Was, was, was D one that... Was that an option? It wasn't. JV thinks I'm being a naughty little boy who likes to trick you with my questions, but... uh, yes. Are you a naughty little boy professor? I mean, <laughs> on my off time, I'm not currently a naughty little boy. I would never trick you like that. I'm not that kind of professor. He's lying, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the professor is lying to us and, and we have been tricked because I know for a fact that that swamp divination and how to, how to train your dragon were both there that very same first year. I didn't hear about that third one, but I do know that this first Megan, year. Megan, your right. answer. Well, see, I, I, I had, I was going to say see Fast and Furious Cobbs and Shobbs because... <laughs> because that's just what I wanted to be the right answer. But but uh, now now I'm just not sure. All right. Well, you're locked in, Cobbs and Shobbs. Yeah, I guess I'm locked in. All right. Well, then, let's find out. Hello, students. Welcome to your first semester here at Wizard Harvard. And welcome to your first class, which will, of course, be... Cobbs and Shobbs, a oh! class focused on the study of the two most important pieces of flora and fauna in the world of wizardry, the Shobbs bush and, of course, the Cobbs plant. These two magical pieces of plant life were created in 968 by a wizard known as Vincent Diesel. He wished to find a way to incorporate his magic into the plant life surrounding him, and he succeeded with these two plants. The Cobb's plant, a mystical herb that would cause anyone who consumed it to increase in speed by up to 100 miles per hour. And the Shobbs Bush, a mysterious piece of greenery that upon inhalation would cause extreme rage and anger in anyone who dared smell it. Teacher! Teacher! Whatever happened to Vincent Diesel? Well, unfortunately, no one knows. He disappeared in 975 when he made a risky decision. He inhaled the vapors that emanated from the Shobbs Bush while simultaneously consuming the Cobbs plant. The resulting effect upon his body caused him to become... Too fast, too furious. 
<laughs> I was not technically wrong. I did, in fact, technically say that that was. You a said class. all of the above. Don't try. You, you tried to make me a dirty little cheater boy, which you know I'm not. <laughs> you tried to get too smart. You tried to be too clever. Too, too, too sneaky. Yep. I'm tempted to take the point away from Megan for that one, but uh, yes, Cobbs and Shobbs. <laughs> Was our first class, and interestingly enough, has persisted to this day, although it is now called herbology. We only knew two magic plants back then, I guess. But back to Wizard Harvard. The first few years were highly successful, with new batches of students coming in, various kinks being worked out, and the prestige, not that prestige, but like, you know, noble vibes, that our school was known for slowly coming into fruition. But one day, something changed the course of our school history for good. You see, usually students were recruited by one of the various headmasters, but on this day, a student found their way to the school on their own. A student named Tabitha Grounds. Oh, and another question has arisen. What was curious about Tabitha Grounds? A. Her parents weren't wizards. B. She was 34 years old. Or C. She was a cat. <laughs> uh, I, I am sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I, I apologize. Um, I'm gonna say. Oh, Megan, Megan locked in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lock in. I'm, I'm. I'm locked in. I'm gonna say. See, she was a cat. Okay. Uh, JV, your answer. I'm gonna go with A, um, despite the fact that I really want it to be B, but it's That she was just a 34-year-old woman just kind of coming and hanging? Uh, yeah. I really want... <laughs> I just really want that one to be what it is. Uh, but also, it probably is. Yeah. Exactly. Well, points to neither of you, because I was a naughty little boy. It's all of the <gasps> above. Uh-huh, I was a little stinker this time. The professor is a naughty little boy. <laughs> I will never trust you again. That's right. It was <laughs> all. That's it was all. a trick question, baby. Tabitha Grounds, the 34-year-old cat with no wizarding heritage, was actually the student that changed Wizard Harvard for the good on that day, as she was actually welcomed in with open arms by three-fourths of the faculty. There was one problem, however. They could not decide which house she belonged in. Wait, so wait, uh, wait. Uh, professor, I have a very, very, very important question. Extremely important yes. question. How did this this thirty four year old cat <laughs> hold this wand? I I must know in her mouth. That is the cutest thing on the entirety of the mm -hmm. planet. That's and really, I that's really I cute. need for everybody to realize this that that is adorable. Yeah, yeah, and perfect and amazing. Anyway, please continue. Professor. That's a really old cat. Well, she's magic. It's a magic cat. That's how she survived. Um, but as I was saying, they could not decide what house she belonged. How'd she, how'd she have a full name? That's her name. She was. That's her Christian-born name. Jesus gave it to her. 
<laughs> but as I was saying, they could not decide which house that Tabitha belonged in. The Lionhearts thought the bravery of a 34-year-old to enter the young man's game of wizardry would be admired in their house. Meanwhile, the big nerds believed that the intelligence required of Tabitha to maintain her level of wizardry would be welcomed in their home, and the soft squad just thought it'd be cool to have, like, a cat chilling. In fact, the only house that refused Tabitha outright was, in fact, the Rude Boys. The arguments over Tabitha's true house continued through the days and nights until eventually the school's transmutation teacher came to them with a solution. A small fedora that would magically adjust to fit on the head of every student in the school and search their minds to proclaim which house they belonged to. Thus, the sorting fedora was born and the entire history of Wizard Harvard changed. No longer do our headmasters argue amongst one another to determine which house a student belongs to. No, they let the fedora decide. A few days later, they gathered the entire school for an assembly where they would put the fedora to use for the first time, the school's first-ever sorting ceremony. Tabitha sat proudly upon a small cat-scratching post, staring out at the rest of her classmates as that hat was placed upon her head. And the sorting fedora proudly called out, RUDE BOYS, causing a gasp to fill the auditorium. A light shone down upon the banner of the Rude Boys and the seat of OG Badman. But there was one problem. OG Badman was not there. Where did OG Badman disappear to? A. He was secretly embezzling money away from the school and used large gatherings such as these to sneak away to teleport the money to his home. B. He refused to attend the ceremony, furious with the faculty for allowing in a student with mixed blood. Or C. He was cursed by a mystical genie who trapped him in a children's book series even though you told him that you held up your end of the bargain. He refuses to leave you alone and will haunt you for all your days! Professor? Are you okay? I'm fine. Is there, is there something you want to talk about? No. I, I would like to know your answer. It's fine. I, are you... Do Blink twice if you need assistance. Well, I can't blink, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> Oh, he he, he right. is a magical puppet. I forgot. I did forget. <laughs> I did forget that you were incapable of blinking. <laughs> I am now just going to rapidly blink to rub it in your face, though. <laughs> JV, JV's point should be taken away. Wait, did JV get a point? I have no points. How dare you try to take my non-existent points? JV should have negative. A <laughs> rotten jelly bean to JV. A rotten jelly bean. <laughs> so upset. For reminding you that you can't blink and rub it in your forever face. upset. That was so unsportsmanlike. All right, JV. What is your answer? I wrote down B. I would have put down C, but I didn't want to rub that in <laughs> further. <laughs> We can discuss this later. <laughs> the professor is... <laughs> let, it, let it be known to all through the audio medium that the professor is vibrating angrily. Mm-hmm. All right, Megan, your answer? I also put B. C- couple of B-boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People love that joke. <laughs> well, then, let's find out. At eight, it's me just to sweeping along. Groundskeeper William is singing this song. Wait, this was back in 1400. I guess I live forever. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize someone was in here. Ah, Professor Badman. Thought you were supposed to be out at the ceremony. 
Oh, you mean the stand-up comedy show? No, no, I don't think I'll be going. What are you talking about? It's a historic day. Tabitha finally gonna discover what else she's in. I mean, what are you gonna do if she gets put in the Rude Boys? She won't. Believe me, the Rude Boys house is built on perfection. It's built on family. It's built on blood. And there's no way that filthy is getting put with us. Oh. Well, that's mildly racist, don't you think? Racism? That's what you think this is. You think I just think the wizarding world is superior to humanity. That we are some sort of perfect race. No, no, no. I'm not that simple. And this story isn't that stupid. I'm doing this because I'm trying to protect us. Think about what those humans did to us when we were outside of this school. They whipped us. They beat us with steel chain. They mocked us in the streets. Who's to say Tabitha isn't just here as some sort of spy? Here to see what happens behind the walls of Wizard Harvard and then report back to her filthy humans. And then what happens next? Pitchforks and flame will descend upon the school. The faculty is betraying us and everything we stand for by letting her study here. Well, I mean, she could just want to to study. No! Uh, yeah, so guy's real PO'd about the whole situation, I guess. But, uh, points to both of you. Yeah, he's a, he's really... Uh, but she is a, she is, she is a cat. Um, she is a, a... She is a, a, a Catwoman, one might say. Well, I guess um, that is the bizarre thing, is the fact that he's upset about them letting in someone who's not pure blood, but that he's fine if it's a cat. <laughs> as long as that cat got wizard parents, OG Batman's cool with it. <laughs> yep. I have so many questions, but you know what? I will... I will let all of my questions go. Uh, unfortunately for Batman, however, he was outvoted by the faculty, and not only was Tabitha Grounds our first ever 34-year-old non-pureblood student, but she quickly became one of our top students. She aced all of her exams, learned all of her spells with grace and charm, and became the talk of the entire school, not unlike Miss Harmony Smarts. Her success in the school, however, led OG Badman down a long, long path of paranoia and depression that eventually drove him insane. He no longer knew who to trust or where his loyalties lay, and every year the teaching staff would allow in numerous more non-pure blood students after seeing the success of Tabitha and those students were equally impressive. Without the ego that comes from having a wizarding pedigree, those students were left to rely on their intelligence and wit and were forced to prove themselves, which only made Badman more and more furious as they proved themselves each and every week. Driven insane by a cat. (laughs) (laughs) I, too, have been driven insane by a cat. Who among us hasn't? (laughs) Oh, and our final question has arisen. This is your last chance to make up any points. How did OG Badman decide to respond to the school allowing in students without pure blood? A. He went to wizard therapy for a few weeks and eventually became pretty cool with it. B. He began a massive war against non-pure bloods. Or C. He just kind of put a big-ass snake under the school. Now here's- this one's the real quiz, because now you guys don't know how much uh, we've changed from the book. So you don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I really don't. Um, nope. <laughs> I also still don't trust you after that one incident, so... 
<laughs> never trust again. All right, are your answers locked in? Mm-hmm. All right, JV Hampton Van Zandt, what is your answer? D, none of the above. Oh, trying to be a clever boy on that one. All right. Again, I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> Megan Danger, your answer. A. A. Maybe, maybe you've fixed things. In in this version of the world, I don't know. <laughs> so you think that a wizard therapy existed in the 1400s, and b he used it? I don't know. <laughs> okay, oh, excellent. Well, points to neither of you. Uh, oh, the, ans- no. the answer, of course, was C, because, of course, that absolute psychopath decided the best thing to do was put a big ass snake underneath the school. He said that. That's what. Picked. That's what the logical assumption would have been. But then you were like, "You don't know how much I might have changed the story." I'm Ooh. a tricky, naughty puppet boy. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you dirty puppet man. OG Badman was uh, quoted as saying that he was d- afraid of destroying the lives of innocent purebloods via an all-out war. So instead opted for the more clinical approach of putting a big-ass snake underneath all of our feet that was trained to attack and destroy any and all non-pure-blood students, fearing them as spies for the human world. OG Badman was not what you would call sane. Unfortunately, after hiding away his snake, his ruse was quickly discovered by the other headmasters who threatened him with death if he did not reveal the whereabouts of his scary snake room. Ever the proud man, OG refused to release the information of the chamber's whereabouts and was sentenced to death by the rest of the faculty. Unfortunately, the day of his execution, his bed was found to be completely empty, and all of his notebooks burned, leaving no trail of evidence behind. The wizard police studied every inch around his chamber and found no sign of escape, with the exception being a mysterious powder surrounding his fireplace, which we now know may have been the first instance of the use of flu powder at Wizard Harvard. Unfortunately, however, the mystery of what happened next in the story of OG Badman remains unsolved. You suck. Pretty sure that I smell a rat. This is this is a joke I have been sitting on and cooking this whole time. You've been sitting on a rat and cooking? No, it is a snake joke. Snakes. Oh, okay. <laughs> eat mice. I have been. I'm. My one joke. My one joke is failed. Just crashed and burned. I see. Here we are. I. Well, somebody out there thought it was funny. Well, it's important to have faith. So that's good. But uh, that concludes our history lesson. Allow me to tally up the scores and reveal who wins the coveted cup and title of Wizard Master. Oh, and ladies and gentlemen, knock me down and call my grandpa. It's Megan Danger. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well done. Well done. All right. Come on. I said I was going to crush you, JV. Congratulations to Megan on winning the title of Wizard Master. Please claim your award and sit down, because before we end our show, we've got a very special performance from the Basilisk that lives under the castle? Hey everybody, it's me, the Basilisk that lives in the basement. 
How'd I get down here, you wonder? Well, let me tell ya. Life as a big snake has got me feeling real bored. Feeling real bored. Then a bad man opened up the front door. The front door. And he yelled at me just to get inside. He said, find the pure bloods. Let him go now. He said, eat them all up. Here we go now, now. if they're not pure blood, then I'm on the attack. Now, if they're not pure blood, I'm gonna make them a snack. Yeah, if they're not pure blood, I'ma need them real fast. I'm a snake, snake, snake in the basement. 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 Your lips tremble, but your eyes are looking real fine. Real fine. I'll eat them for dessert with a nice wine. Nice wine. Yes, basilisks love to drink red wine. It's just a thing that we do. Won't let you go now. But now you're tired. You sound like Shade Midday, and it's upsetting. Then I'm on the attack. No, if they're not pure blood, I'ma make them a snack. Yeah, if they're not pure blood, I'ma eat them real fast. I'm a snake, snake, snake in the basement. <laughs> this is an earworm. It is an earworm. <laughs> I can never unhear this. <laughs> I'm gonna be singing this later, and I'm gonna hate you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the mini adventures of Sammy Magic, produced by the BS Network and performed by Scotty Moore. Many thanks to Orion Ibert of the Lavender Lemonade Collective for our album art and. Massive thanks to Umbria for the use of their music. Today's sorting ceremony will be performed for the winner of the Coveted Cup and host of Fun Fiction, Megan Danger. And to Megan, you are one of the best co-hosts an individual can ask for. Everyone listening to the sound of my voice should listen to Fun Fiction. If you enjoy this fanfiction on one certain wizarding series, we make a different fanfiction every single week. Megan, did I use your sorting ceremony as an excuse to promote our podcast? Yes, I did. And you can find it at a load of purebs.com. Anyways, Megan, you're a big nerd. We all know that. Now, if you would like to have your own sorting ceremony, you can, of course, get it by donating at patreon.com slash a load of BS or just pick up you some Sammy Magic merch at merch.loadofpurebs.com and send a picture of you rocking it, wearing it, doing whatever to us on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That is S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And as always, remember the many adventures of Sammy Magic is a work of complete and total parody, which means you can't sue me. <laughs>